There's only one topic in town on this week's show, and it's a jaw-dropping, expectation-defying, logic-eluding, hell-freezing-over news that CM Punk is back in WWE. And on Earning the Push today, we get into all of it. The return, the consequences, the potential, everything you could think of around this stunning moment. Yep, there'll be some other stuffs, but that's mostly it. My name is Jack Murley, professional broadcaster, alongside professional rugby player and Nostradamus, Charlie Beckett because we ended last week's pod with predictions. Was he coming to Survivor Series or was he not? I said no. I think someone may have said yes. This is my smug face. Look at this. Uh, Expectation defining, unless your name is Charlie Beckett, who knew it was happening the whole time. Oh, I was the least surprised man in the world on Sunday morning when it happened because obviously I was expecting it. I had an inside line. I'd spoken to Hunter. He'd let me know. Uh, No, absolutely mental. And I feel like we've said on this podcast, that is mad. Like when he returned, crazy. It's the biggest story. When uh, Brian Danielson went to AEW, when Edge moved to AEW, when Adam Cole went to AEW, when we saw Cody Rhodes come back to WWE, Jay Cargo come to WWE. We've said so many, Vince McMahon retire, TKO take over. We've said so many times this podcast that is the most shocking thing we've seen in rest. This is crazy. It won't get won't get wilder than this. I'm going to say it again, but this time I genuinely think it's true. I cannot fathom, cannot fathom that the man who described WWE as a cancer in his life, the company that served him his severance papers, they say by accident, I don't believe for a second, on his wedding day, that man is back in WWE. I cannot wrap my tiny little brain around it. Are you excited about it? Maybe a little bit. <laughs> just a tad. This is my favourite thing about this story, that that everyone, everyone I know who has a link, big or small, to pro wrestling, come Sunday morning, I think we were all just waiting to talk about it. And we did that very respectful wrestling fan thing of some people might not be up, some people may not have seen the spoilers, whatever. And I think at about 11 o'clock, everyone started messaging everyone else going, have you seen Survivor Series? This is buzz unlike anything else I can think of. It it it, it genuinely goes past wrestling. Like the number of people this week who have asked me about wrestling, that I'm obviously a number of people's person to go to about wrestling, like... The number of people who have come to me this week to talk about this, who I did not know had any interest in wrestling. If I like, for example, I had to have a sit down with my boss yesterday, my director of rugby. I had to have a serious conversation with him about some contract stuff, like boring work stuff. I had to have a sit down with him, a proper talk. He knew that's what it was about. Went into his office. He sat down. And before we started, he genuinely went, what about CM Punk coming back to WWE? And I was like, what? I was like, what? He's like, oh, I used to love it back in the day. And then I've been a lax fan. He's like, I always just check what's going on. He's like, I couldn't believe what I saw on Twitter on Sunday. He's like, he's like I went and bought the pay-per-view. I've watched it. Like, all this stuff. And like, this is this is the effect it's had. Like, I've been at this club for almost four months now. He's he's once spoken to me about, my po- about the fact I do a podcast. He's never shown any interest in wrestling to me, ever. He started, we spoke for 10 minutes before we got into contract stuff, about the fact that CM Punk come back. It's genuinely gone past just wrestling fans' industry. It's, it's sent ripples through the general populace of entertainment at the moment. Like everyone is talking about this and it's absolutely berserk. 
So let's get into it in a sort of macro detail on this. And by the way, rate, review and subscribe wherever you're listening. He's Charlie underscore Beckett on the socials. I'm Jack underscore Murley. Let's talk about how the return was executed itself. Because Triple H pulled that card. He's pulled a couple of times in NXT where you think you're at the end of Survivor Series and you think you've got to the end of the pay-per-view, a really, really good pay-per-view, up comes a logo, they're fading out, and then that static and cult of personality hits, and then it's suddenly a whole different ball game. Yeah, so so first of all, I thought Survivor Series was a phenomenal pay-per-view. Like if you take the punk return out of it, if that does if it ends when the watermark comes up, that's a really, really good pay-per-view, like a, a great pay-per-view. As soon as they started teasing that autumn wasn't turning up, I I was like well, this is interesting because now we all are automatically expecting Punk to turn up. Like, as soon as we started doing that, everyone was like, I, I, I jumped to it straight away. I was like, CM Punk is coming. So then when it was time for all to come in and nothing happened, and we're all sat there waiting for a cut of personality, aren't we? And then Rhea Ripley comes running in with a briefcase. I thought that was a masterstroke because straight away that got us excited about that, something else, which then meant when Randy did emerge... There was a huge pop for Randy like he deserves because he was coming to save Seth and to not let the cash-in happen. I thought the way they managed that was very, very clever because even then when the match finished, because it was such a good match as well, when Randy's music went, I wasn't like, oh no, it's not CM Punk. I was just excited to see Randy Orton at that point. So I was like, oh, the watermark card. I was like, how stupid of me to think CM Punk was. Of course he isn't. I was like, like, of course he's not coming back to WWE. What a ridiculous thing to think. And they left it just long enough. I think we'd all thought that. And then bang, it hit. And it was it was a masterstroke. I thought the way they pulled it off, it was very risky because there was there was potential that Orton comes out to a flat response or booze because he's not saying punk. There was a huge risk doing it that way. Teasing, teasing that he wasn't gonna come. So it was a risk, but my God, did it pay off. I thought it was brilliant. I can't think of a time where WWE have had such a definitive turning point and there've been them in business and there've been them maybe in storylines where they go, this is now our guy. But literally where where the entire emphasis angle of, of a night of a... I cannot think of anything where it has been, this is the way it's going to finish. Oh my God, it's something else. And it, it, it was like WWE's world flipped on its axis the moment that happened. I can't think of any better way to put it. We had one WWE right up until the moment that music hit, and then we got a completely different one. I have never seen anything like that in wrestling. It's not like when Brett came back because they teased that Brett was coming back. It's not like the Warrior because he was retired. This guy, CM Punk, was the opening match at Wembley for AEW as their real world champion in August. I was there. And in November, he's walking out on WWE TV. Still, my jaws dropped. And what was really great, I thought, and WWE don't have control of this, was I automatically then straight away was on Twitter on Sean Ross Sapp, Kenny McIntosh, all, all the usual people melt. So all the usual people you go to to try and find out what the hell's happening backstage. And no one seemed to really know. Like you see the videos of Seth going berserk and all this. And genuinely, it doesn't seem like anyone, apart from Triple H, CM Punk and Seth Rollins, know how real that is and how much of a work and how much of a shoot that is. Like, it's fascinating. Like, I can't remember when the lines of kayfabe and real were this blurred. 
recently because we live in the age where we learn everything on social media. We know everything. WWE let us know most things. They they are happy for their superstars to be their kayfabe self on Monday Night Raw, Friday Night SmackDown, and then be who they are on social media, be the, the human being, not the wrestler. They're happy for that now, and they have to be because that's the world we live in now. But even without that, there's things they try and hide that on social media we find out because it's too easy to, too many people have ins, all this stuff now. I genuinely can't remember where I've been this unsure of what's real and what's not for a long, long time. Probably the only time this has happened recently was the MJF pipe bomb on AW. That was the last time when MJF left. That was the last time I was wondering what's real and what's not. And this is this again, but probably an even bigger stage. That's such a great shout. The MJF pipe bomb is the last time. And I was thinking, when was the last time we were genuinely genuinely shocked and actually it didn't happen that long ago but i put this it's in nowhere near the same sphere but just in terms of being shocked when the rock came back with pat mcafee and we all went wow that that's what's great about wrestling when you don't know and you get this shock the cm punk thing it's like comparing apples and oranges but it was it was no one knew the rock was coming back for that one-time promo no one knew punk was coming back for this i just i'm still shocked you know, we see the graphics, Punk's on Raw, Punk's going to be on Raw next week, but it doesn't feel real. The two that I can remember watching live, so to speak, or the next day, that had me as shocked of a, I didn't expect to see them, but not as shocked the fact that I can't believe they're back. So nothing has ever shocked me like, I can't believe this person is back in this company. That I don't know if, and this is a big one, but you can talk about Brett, you can talk about Warrior. I don't think for my money there's ever been someone I've been more surprised to see back in WWE than CM Punk. I think it's even more shocking that he's come back than Brett. And that's a big call. There'll be people who disagree. And that that's the great thing about wrestling. It's subjective. But I genuinely don't think there's been a bigger shock on that. The two that stick out for me of, oh, wow, I didn't see that coming, were the Hardys at WrestleMania 33, simply because they'd wrestled the night before and were at a signing an hour before it happened. That was done. If you haven't seen the WWE 24 of WrestleMania 30, where they get into how they do that with the Hardys, go and watch it on the network because it is fascinating how they all do it and how they get them over. Um, they're in Orlando. It's, it's brilliant. Um, and then Edge at the Rumble at 2020. Because, again, none of us surprised Edge came back to WWE because he loves WWE. But none of us had any idea he was fit. None of us had any idea he was even trying to return. Like, we all knew Daniel Bryan was trying to get back. We all knew he was trying. Edge had such a successful acting career. He'd been back and done his promos. Yes, he'd hit that one spear, but that wasn't any any suggestion that he was coming back. So that's the only... For an actual shock of, I did not expect to see that person, Edge is probably big because there was no inkling. We'd heard the rumours about CM Punk. But for a shock of, I cannot believe that person is back in this company, nothing touches this. So let's do what wrestling fans did throughout Sunday into Monday and continue to do. We've picked our jaws up the floor and we look at the calendar and we see WrestleMania 40 is a matter of months away. A sentence we couldn't have predicted we'd say last week, but we can say it now. What are you doing with CM Punk at WrestleMania? And let me just give you some options. CM Punk Seth Rollins for the world title. CM Punk against Roman Reigns for the Undisputed Championship. CM Punk versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. These are all possibilities. Mad. It's crazy. Um, for me, you have to do one of two things, I think. If you can do Punk versus Austin, do it. Do it now because 
genuinely, and I mean this, you don't know if you'll have Punk at WrestleMania next year because this man could set fire to this business like he has everywhere. And again, I want to say again, if I was Triple H, I wouldn't have touched CM Punk. I wouldn't have gone near him. His track record speaks for itself. He is the problem. I truly believe that. I truly believe he is the problem, not the organisations he works for. I'm going to However, come back on that at some point because I disagree. However. As a fan, I'm so excited to see it. I'm so glad Triple H did. It's not my business. I just watch it. Um, so because of that, and because Austin is obviously retired and you don't know how his physical health is, etc. If you can do Punk Austin this year, don't wait. Don't think we'll do it next year. Do it. You've got to do that. And the only place you can do that is Mania. You can move to Punk Rollins at SummerSlam if you want. At the, like, there are other shows you can do that. At. Punk Austin only happens at the at Mania. So if you've got that option and they both want to do it, you do that. And that's an easy one for me. I think that's got to be number one. If you can't do that for whatever reason, I would have... I probably would have Punk win the Rumble and face Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. There are so many options. I think you're bang on. If if you can do Stone Cold Steve Austin against CM Punk, you have to do that at WrestleMania. What sort of world are we living in where that's a conversation we're happening? Oh, if that can happen. What? what? Well, like, this is mad. You look at the pieces that have somehow <laughs> fallen into place. You've got WrestleMania 40. You've got CM Punk back. Stone Cold wrestled at Mania for the first time in however long, two years ago. They wanted him at 39 and there was no story or he wasn't up for it or whatever. So really, you sort of got to think, Punk's still going to want it. WWE is still going to want it. If Stone Cold Steve Austin wants it, then you've got everything together. And, and that is... That is on a, a different plane to any other match they can put on in terms of dream matches. It's probably bigger than Rock versus Hogan, maybe. Yeah, I think it probably is, and that's a huge call. I didn't, we didn't, we didn't live through the Hogan era. I don't think we can ever. I don't think we can ever truly appreciate the phenomenon that Hulk Hogan was in the eighties. Look, you look at some of the videos and like the footage of that. Like, I think Hogan was stratospheric, and we can't ever appreciate that. But I. I do think this might be bigger, Punk Austin, and that is a ridiculous thing to say. Well, for some people, CM Punk was their Stone Cold Steve Austin. And for me, Stone Cold was my Stone Cold. So you've got those two generations there. And just think of the moments you can get leading up to this. What's it going to feel like when CM Punk and Cody Rhodes square off in the Royal Rumble, if that's the way they go? I mean, you just got so many amazing moments. Now, let me come back on what you were saying about CM Punk's being the problem everywhere. I think you and I disagree on this because maybe you've got that locker room mentality that I don't have, so you probably understand it more. I think the CM Punk has definitely had issues, but I think he sometimes gets a bad rap. Do you think that this is an opportunity for CM Punk to prove people who are more of your viewpoint than my viewpoint wrong? Because we could be sitting here in 10 years' time going... Well, CM Punk had that second Shawn Michaels style run when CM Punk was seen, uh, when Shawn Michaels was seen as a cancer in WWE, got himself together, came back and became the best to ever do it. So there's a lot for Punk to prove here. Hugely. And let me go on record saying, I hope more than anything that I'm sat here in however long eating humble pie and he does prove me wrong. But like I said, I have that changing room, locker room mentality. I know what it's like in those places. I've seen CM Punks. I've seen players. I've played with boys who are the problem in changing rooms and they never think they are and they always blame other people. I've seen it happen, unfortunately. It's, it's in every sport. In It'll be the same in, in offices. Offices will have their problem first. It's just 
people like to talk about in locker rooms more, don't they? Because everyone enjoys speculating on sports. So I probably, because I've seen it and because I have absolutely zero time for those people when I play, like I have no, I don't want those teammates. I'm a huge, huge believer in you recruit the person, not the player. And then you, you recruit the person, then they have to be a good player as well. You don't recruit a player who's a bad person. So when put into wrestling terms, you recruit the person who has to be a good wrestler. If the wrestler's a bad person, I wouldn't go near them. Now, wrestling's more vitriolic and is, because it's not true sport, it is predetermined, it's, the lines blur more. But going back to the question, God, I want to be wrong. I want to prove wrong so much. I want to be here in five, six years, whatever, being like CM Punk is now having his retirement match on his terms He'll go in the WWE Hall of Fame. We'll laugh about the problems he had. And like, I'd love to see him shake Vince's hand at some point. These things, I'd love to see these things. I would love to him to have the adulation, the run he deserves and the fans deserve of from him. Because that's the thing as well. Like, he owes it to the fans, I think, because these fans, he said it on his um, promo on Raw. I'm sure we'll get into that, how it was quite a subdued promo compared to what I think people were expecting. He said, like, you never gave up on me. You were chatting my name. And they didn't. The fans never forgot CM Punk. The fans never gave up on him. And you look at, I saw it today, the top three shirts on WWE.com right now are one, youth CM Punk. Two, women CM Punk. Three, men's CM Punk. Like, people are throwing their money at him again. They're buying his stuff. Like He owes it to the fans to not burn out in a year here with us going, oh, we never got the full Rollins, Reigns, Owens, Road stories out of CM Punk. I wish we got these. Like, he has come back. He has signed a multi-year deal. The fans have been a huge reason why they've been willing to bring him back. I truly believe he owes the fans to stick around long enough to be able to deliver the stories we want to see. Yeah, and I would agree with you that if we're sitting here in six months and it's all flamed out, I'm going to come down on your side because I, I and, and none of us know anything. But my view is that it takes two people to start a fight and I'm not sure in AEW, we've seen John Moxley talking recently about how the behaviour backstage in AEW is is at some point not great. There's a lot of stuff that gets out that shouldn't. So I'm not convinced that the punk is entirely in the wrong, but what do I know there? But if we are sitting here in six months' time going, CM Punk's just walked out before Money in the Bank or whatever, th then you can't deny that he's a problem. What I really hope is you and I never talk about CM Punk's backstage stuff again. I want to be talking yeah. about great promos, great matches, great moments, because he is money, I'm sick of people saying his promo on Monday Night Raw was, oh, we're off to a bad start. Just just live with it for a little bit. Yeah, I was I was going to ask you what you thought of that because I thought it was a perfectly good and fine welcome home promo. Like, what the problem was, people were probably expecting him to come out and just run down AEW. And if he'd done that, I'd almost be worried that this isn't a different punk. This is the same punk who went into AEW and ran down WWE and then had his issues like... I genuinely, I hope while he's with WWE, we never hear about AEW from CM Punk. I don't want to hear what happened backstage. I don't want to hear him run down that company. Now, when he retires, oh, the podcast episodes, I want to hear from that man. Like, I want to know it all then. But right now, I want CM Punk to focus purely on being in WWE and achieving what he wants in WWE. And I'll be fascinated in kayfabe when he starts plotting out and letting us know why he's back and what he wants. And I think it will be the world title. I think they will plant the seed for Rollins. And if they can't do Austin at Mania, they will have him win the Rumble and go and face Seth at Mania. He'll choose to face Seth. If they can do Austin, maybe Austin will cost him in the Rumble or something. I don't know. But I think 
we don't hang around on the Rollins punk feud. If we can't do Austin, that's the first one we all want to see. Like that's what we need to see, isn't it? I think you could easily see a situation where Cody and Punk tie the rumble. We've seen yeah. that before. And then you've got a ready-made main event for, I mean, God, wrestling's exciting. We've got that show elimination chamber. You were down in Australia. How many do they see in that stadium they're going to do? Uh, I think the Optus over in Perth is something around seventy-five to 80,000. It's a big old stadium. It's bright. It's it's about five years old. It's So Western Australia is quite vast and empty, but there's Perth and this is their stadium. It's it's huge. It's an amazing stadium. You want to put 80,000 in a stadium on the road to WrestleMania and make that feel big? You do Punk against Cody for, for the world title shot at that event. I think my... I didn't have an issue with the with the promo on Raw. I didn't want to see CM Punk run down AEW. I think what I would have expected to see or thought I would have done is something hotter, something really, really memorable. And maybe you have him save Rollins from a cash-in. Maybe you have a confrontation with Cody. Like, like you build on that buzz. But I, And I think they dampened it down a little bit, but also I cannot bring myself to be worked up about it. He's back for a long time. G- give him yeah. a promo to get his sea legs under him. Yeah, and I think they were maybe they knew they could have rolled him out and just waved at the crowd, and they were going to have everyone watching Raw on Monday. So they probably didn't need to give us anything for eyes on Raw. Whereas now, next Monday, we're all going okay. We're expecting them to explain what he's doing now, so everyone will be watching. And I saw that apparently in WWE he's listed as a free agent, so we're going to see him on SmackDown and Raw, which I love. We're already seeing Randy on SmackDown uh, tonight because we're recording on Friday, so that's be brilliant. So. The one thing that did interest me in his promo was the name drop of his wife. And I reckon her odds of uh, appearing at the Royal Rumble may have just plummeted to the shortest odds you've ever seen at the bookmakers. I'm going to go in a slightly different route. I suspect she could be a Hall of Fame announcement. Ah, yes, yes, that's the other one. If If she wants to wrestle again... You definitely see her at the Rumble. And there will be now... They, they've got to know that there's going to be speculation that she'll be at the Rumble now as well. Like, you don't have him name drop her. And even him coming back, people are going to speculate. But you don't have him say, AJ says hi and sends her regards and not have the whole wrestling world go, well, she's coming back for the Rumble. Because that is the one thing that the Women's Rumble does struggle with still, is having genuinely exciting returns. How many times can you roll out Michelle McCool? Exactly. And her being an absolute monster in the Rumble. She always, she must have, she's like Kane in the Rumble. She just eliminates everyone. So I reckon they'll be throwing a lot of money at Miss Lee to have her back at the Rumble. And I would love to see it. Even if it's just a one and done, I would love to have one last time to cheer AJ Lee. Um, But no, it's very interesting. It's very exciting. And I am fascinated for what they do first with him, whether he just goes straight after Rollins or whether they do something else. Yeah, it's going to be great. I mean, the thing that fascinated me most from the promo was the name drop of Paul Heyman. A wise man told yes. me. Yeah, very true. So much I going on. I saw someone jokingly say Reigns versus Punk for custody of Paul Heyman on a ladder match. We'd all watch. <laughs> We'd all... We would. We would. Before we do some of the other bits and bobs, because there is a little bit of non-punk related discussion to be had how much do you think AEW will be kicking themselves about what has happened? How much do you think they're going, okay, this is fine. We made our choice. He's doing what he's doing. Because if it's me, I think the fact that WWE and CM Punk have been able to get to a point where they can work together and AEW 
and CM Punk have on two different occasions got to a point where they've gone, this isn't working. That to me speaks to a culture issue in, in AEW. I don't know, but I just wonder what they're thinking, seeing their, their real world champion and their biggest money mover by their own admission, walk out on WWE television. Yeah, if I'm Tony Khan and I, what has happened in AEW has happened, I'm not regretting getting rid of CM Punk after the, after what happened at All In because, as I said at the time, if what was reported is true, there, there has to be a line somewhere. I don't care who you are, there has to be a line. And if he's done what they said he did and Tony Khan generally, fit, in his own words, feared for his life, but physical confidence, those sorts of things, there has to be a line. And it was his second warning and I don't think that they made the wrong decision there. Where I am frustrated and disappointed in myself if I am AW is as you say my culture in my in my company has built to a point where a member of my locker room on two separate occasions felt that was an appropriate way to behave so I'm taking a long hard look at myself and my locker room and my locker room leaders and my executives and everyone in the company going why the hell a man who clearly wants to wrestle he clearly wants to be back in the industry he's one of the biggest names in the industry why the hell did it not work here twice? What are we doing wrong? But now he's with our biggest rivals, earning them millions of dollars. So what they did after All In, I absolutely would do every time again. But you've got to take a good, long, hard look at how it was allowed to happen. And you also look at, he's not the only one. Cody's left. Jade Cargill's left. QT Marshall has just left. Now, there could all be completely different and legitimate reasons for that. But I I think there's something rumbling there that isn't, isn't right. And I say that as a huge AEW fan who wants nothing but success. And there is a, an undeniable argument that were it not for AEW, CM Punk would not be in wrestling and we would not be getting this return. So let's talk about something away from Punk. We got to do it. Randy Orton, the other main news coming out of Survivor Series. The Apex Predator is back. We've mentioned the storyline they threaded all the way through the show. He didn't do a huge amount in the War Games match. He did more on Monday Night Raw. Charlie, you're an athlete. What beans has Randy Orton been eating? Because the boy got big. Yeah, I do not know, but he is in some shape, is our big old Randy, isn't he? He he looks unbelievable physically. Um, I actually texted you on Sunday and I said... I'm not sure watching him wrestle Sunday, and then I was surprised he wrestled Monday, but watching him wrestle Monday as well, I'm not sure how... Now, he's clearly in incredible physical shape, muscularly and, like, fit. I'm not sure how medically fit he fully is yet or how confident they are just because he took zero bumps. Apart from me delivering his RKO, and what an RKO it was to JD McDonough, by the way. What It's an all-timer. It's another all-timer. Um, but that aside, which is... Actually, a bump he's taken a million times, an RKO, and you watch it, he doesn't get too high off the ground. He kind of just falls down with him. That aside, on neither Sunday nor Monday did he take many bumps, which is interesting because you wonder, don't you, if he was almost ready and they've maybe brought him back sooner than they planned because of the whole punk of it all and that sort of thing. You can't deny he looks great. You cannot deny that he clearly wants to be there, that he's wrestling. I wonder behind the scenes if there are still at the moment caveats on what bumps he can take until he's proved he can take them, etc. 
it may be one of those situations which we saw, uh, and younger fans may not remember, and I barely remember this, but the Stone Cold Steve Austin, after his neck injury, came back as a brawler. Before that, he was a technical wrestler. He was a guy who could do everything in the ring, and he had to. He just had to adjust his style. And I wonder if Orton's at that age where we go, you, you used to be able to do all of that. Now we're going to have you do less and let your storytelling and your veteran ability be what gets you through matches, because he didn't do a lot. I'm so glad that they opened up Raw with him and they made it as big a deal as CM Punk. In fact, you could have opened Raw with Punk, but it's it's credit to Orton they've gone, we know they'll stay for Punk. We're giving you that opening. And him and Rhea Ripley, money. She's money in everything she does, and that was great. Yeah, and I'm an incredibly, incredibly, incredibly heterosexual man. But when Randy Orton said, Daddy's home, oh, oh, I was like, oh, is he? Is Daddy home, Randy? Um, so- I don't I don't, even, I don't know just carry on, uh, carry on. I was like, is he home? Oh, hello, Randy. Um, but anyway, yes, I am also very on board with uh, Randy Orton. I'm going to kill all the bloodline angle. Like, yes, this is brilliant. Of course he's going to. I love when wrestling makes sense because they put him on the shelf for 18 months. So, of course, this man is going to want to want to go and get them. And I love that they addressed the Jey Uso of it all backstage. And he said, as long as you are not with the bloodline, I have no issue with you anymore. And then I love that on Twitter, that really angered Drew McIntyre. I love that sometimes in wrestling, it angers me that if something isn't in your immediate storyline, other wrestlers will ignore it and pretend it doesn't happen. But I love that we're not doing that anymore on Raw. Like Drew is getting angry about that happening over there, even though it has nothing to do with what he's doing over here. It has nothing to do with the fact that he's facing Sammy next week. And by the way, their little story at the line at the moment is brilliant. I love their backstage segment. But obviously, that's not how real life works. You don't ignore everything else that's going on. I just really like how the landscape of Raw is at the moment, with everyone seems somewhat involved with everyone else's business, but there's different storylines going on that make sense. I would I would be fascinated to know who is booking Raw and, and SmackDown and WWE at the moment. Triple H had a creative, clearly. I want to know who else is contributing, because it feels... And wrestling will never get nominated for a, for a BAFTA or a Golden Globe. And and I think there's snobbishness there. But WWE feels at the moment like it's got that intricacy level of storylines where it all links together and we're going to get big reveal moments. Can we have a word for poor, big, sexy Drew McIntyre who didn't have the best of times? He loses at War Games. He storms out. I think that's probably storyline from the ring. Yeah. And then there's rumours backstage. Who knows backstage? Then he comes out and confronts Seth Rollins. Headbutts the title belt by accident, cuts himself open, his kilt falls off, so he's in his athletic supports in the middle of the ring. I mean, I, poor old Drew, but he's, he's still in the mix, but not his best week. No, it was a tough 48 hours for Drew. I think looking at when he stormed out, it seems like that was storyline of he was angry with War Games. It's before Punk comes in. You read reports, it sounds like all the members of War Games were told just before they went out that Punk was coming. But I tell you, saying I had this hilarious idea of Drew storming out, getting backstage, just seeing CM Punk there, and be like, "What the hell are you doing here?" Like if he didn't know, but it seems like it seems like they did tell the War Games lads that it was happening. Um, it seems like they didn't tell many other people. So I, I really hope we get a twenty-four on CM Punk coming back, and I want to see people's reactions backstage when they see him because there will be some jaws on the floor. But yeah, Monday was tough for Drew. He headbutted a metal belt. Uh, that didn't go well. That that did not go well. And then his kilt fell off, as you said. So as Mondays go, not a good one. And then kayfabe-wise, 
He's livid that Jey Uso is getting a shot at the title when he beat Jey Uso a few weeks ago. Completely fair enough. And then he's just really angry with Sami Zayn trying to be a good friend. Sami's genuinely just trying to be a good friend to him, giving him the hard truth, which is what friends have to do sometimes. And Drew basically said, right, thanks for that. You're right. I'm going to fight you. So I didn't put this on the run sheet, but I'm going to ask you this anyway, because it's just, it's so fun at the moment. We've talked about all the different storylines and the intricacies. Give me your five WrestleMania matches that that you think are more likely than not to be happening at the moment, and then I'll do mine. Do you want likely or the ones that could happen that I want? If we're sitting here the night after WrestleMania, what are we going to have seen? What are the five you're going, I think this is where we're going? I think we're seeing Roman Cody again. I think we're seeing that. I think we are seeing... I'm going to go safe and say it's Punk Rollins. I think we are seeing Uso versus Uso. I think we are seeing, genuinely think we're seeing Gunther versus Lesnar. And I think we are seeing... All right, here's my wild one. Rhea Ripley versus a return Sasha Banks. Oh, oh, I could see all of those. I don't think I disagree with... I think Cody wins a Rumble and gets Roman Reigns again. So I, I think that's so what... I think he gets Reigns, but I don't think he wins the Rumble. I don't know how we get there. I don't know if he wins the Elimination Chamber, maybe. I don't know, but I think I definitely think he gets Reigns, but I think it'll happen a different way. So I think, I, I think we do that as much as I'd love to see Austin against Punk. And I was wrong last week, so I'll probably be wrong this time. I think we're getting Punk Rollins. I just think we're getting Punk Rollins. I'm not sure Uso versus Uso is where we're going because I don't think Jimmy Uso is hot enough to be at Jey Uso's level right now. And and that brings me no joy to say, but would you rather see Jey Uso, I don't know, win a multi-man ladder match for the world title shot or something? You know, I just don't think Jimmy's there. I, I don't disagree, but I think you can heat that story up very quickly. And I think they face off in the Rumble. And that's why we see them again. I think they face off in the Rumble. I think they team up for a bit in the Rumble. And I think Jimmy gets rid of Jay. And then I think we, I think you heat it up from there. Because we, we've forgotten that Jimmy cost Jay the world title, the, the universal title. Like that has been forgotten about at the moment. Jimmy returned and cost Jay the title. So it, I think it's very, very easy to heat that one back up very quickly. Yeah. And I think, now Punk's back and seems nailed on to be facing Rollins, if not Austin. I think Lesnar versus uh, Gunther is just just the way to go. Oh, it's just so exciting. It's just, I cannot get past how exciting it is. It's just a mad, mad time for professional wrestling. Yeah, it is just brilliant. I am, yeah, I'm very, very excited for, we've got Rumble. I saw the other day someone was like, WWE are now building towards the Rumble internal reports uh, are suggesting. Someone was like, of course they are. It's their next pay-per-view. Like, that's not that's not a scoop. That's that's just that's just what's happening. That's a calendar. Was it the calendar that told you that? Someone said that. They said sources yeah. being the remain the the, yeah. <laughs> the yeah, Roman calendar. Not from me. Someone said that. But we've got that. Then we've got the Elimination Chamber show will be enormous in Australia. Like these shows they're doing around the world are mania level now. You look at what they did at Clash. Look what they did at Backlash in Puerto Rico. The Bash in Berlin. Backlash in Paris. These are going to be like they're going to put on the best shows they can. And then we have the rum. Uh, then we have Mania. So we are about to eat in WWE. We are. That's what the kids say. We're going to eat. Is that what the kids say now? 
I think so. Also, not on the run sheet as well, but just because so much has happened this week. I really love that IO Sky's new um, bit is jumping off of war games in a bin. Yeah. I, I, I feel like there should be local councils in the UK who are up on their social media game who should be using that for their bin collections. Yeah. Probably yeah. it's Doncaster Council. They seem to do yes, good social... I but I really enjoy that. I think whatever year now we're in, if IO Sky is in war games, she is now fully going to be expected to jump off the top of that cage in a bin. Yeah, and, and that War Games match delivered. It was exactly what oh, we said it would be. I actually think, as a match, I think the women's match was better than the men's. By a long way. Uh, like, it was a better match. Like, the men's had more drama, obviously. But the women's the women's War Games match was my match of the night. I just wish it had had the story to go with the match. And also, this isn't any other pay-per-view. This is CM Punk comes back. That is it. Yeah. That sucks in all the oxygen. You could have had... Taker versus Michaels 3 with them both. It's not getting any attention. Speaking of not getting any attention, sorry, AEW fans, you're just not the hot thing in wrestling at the moment, which is a shame because we're getting Christian Cage and Adam Copeland in Montreal next week for the TNT title. Angle, match, what are we thinking? I think you have to give this match. I don't think you can tease this happening and then not deliver, and I will absolutely tune in for it. It's a match I want to see. It's probably the hottest match they can give right now. But it, it is obviously not, no one's talking about ending, but CM Punk, of course they're not. Um, I really enjoyed that Adam Copeland just went completely off script and dropped the F bomb in full, full venom mode, didn't he? This week, you can go F yourself, Christian. I was like, oh, right, okay, Adam. And you know, there's a sensor backstage who has one job, and yeah. he's like, don't miss that. He or she is like, did I get it? And that, oh, almost. Oh, I'll get it next time. Damn, maybe next time. Maybe next time. I feel so sorry for AEW at the moment because last week we were saying they're getting themselves back to where they should be after a rocky time. And then CM Punk has just blown them out of the water. They are going to have to fight and scrap for, for any coverage they get. And and I say that as an AEW fan. I've had people message me this week saying, I'm an AEW fan. I'm not a WWE fan. I not tribal, I just watch one, not the other. I'm watching CM Punk on WWE. You have to fight for your attention in this marketplace. It was actually JR I saw say this week, he said, there are less AEW fans, there are less WWE fans, there are more just wrestling fans. He's like, not many wrestling fans are not going to watch WWE because they love AEW. They aren't going to stay loyal. By the way, none of us should have to. Like, you don't have to have that tribal. It confuses me when people do. This isn't like sports teams. Like, you can enjoy both, is my opinion on it. So there's so much wrestling that you're going to watch the bits, you, you're you going to prioritise the bits that are taking your interest the most. And at the moment, there is nothing more interesting than CM Punk. And then you go to WWE because CM Punk is there. And actually you see, and there'll be a lot of Laps fans who haven't watched WWE in a while now. And they'll come back to WWE and they'll go, oh, this is really good at the moment. And you see the, and I'm always, I always take it with a pinch of salt, the pictures you see from AW Dynamite shows, because you don't know the angles, you don't know if they've just chosen... People take photos show how empty the arena is. You don't know if it's just one block of the arena. You we could have done it at Clash. We could have literally yeah. at Clash photoed opposite us where a third of the stadium was was tarped off. Yes. So you don't know. So I always take the picture shot, but you see a lot of these pictures on the hard cam side. There are not many fans in attendance on the hard cam side at the moment at AW Dynamite. You then read the WWE have just sold 8,000 tickets for a house show next week. And you think that the numbers don't lie. And at the moment, WWE, you look at the television ratings, the views on social media, the attendances, WWE are consistently knocking it out of the park at the moment. And I'm going to say it again, I think AEW is really good at the moment. I think AEW is a brilliant wrestling show and the best it's been in a while. 
they're just unfortunately up against the juggernaut that is WWE in a golden period right now. Don't discount the fact that AEW has made WWE better. They have contributed to this. Uh, look, we're going to have to wrap this up because it's been a hell of a show. Um, do you want to do a quick back to developmental and earning the push? Uh, yeah, have you got one? Yeah, you I'm going go to go go cheat. First. Right, back to developmental. Snow and ice. It's been snowing. It's been icy. I don't like it. I feel every one of my 35 years when there's snow and ice, I feel like I'm going to fall over. And I'm going to cheat. Earning the push this week for me is wrestling. I know it's got to be enough. something other than wrestling, but wrestling this week has just made you go, oh, this is why I love it. This is why I love it. And on that, I have loved this week watching every single reaction of live streamers, of commentators, anyone I can of how excited they are. Like Michael Cole is going berserk when it happens. Like the whole thing's brilliant. Um, my earning the push is cotton buds because cotton buds, they are, I have tried multiple things. They are the best thing for getting wax out your ear. They are excellent. They are the best. I feel I should put a, a, a health warning here, which is any doctor would say, don't put cotton buds in your ear. And here's my back developmental. People who tell you not to. Because they're so good, they're clearly designed for it. That'd be like telling someone not to use a spoon to eat soup. What are, this is what they're for. What, they cannot be for anything else. Yeah, what are they for if not that? Yeah, exactly. They're perfect. So, mm. and yeah, so that's mine. And yes, everyone tells you it's not healthy, so I'm not suggesting you go and do it. But I do because I'm just a risk taker maniac. Um, I'm like Jeff Hardy. Uh, and that's my Earn the Bush and Bat developmental. Okay, one final question before we wrap up. It's a stinker, but I'm going to ask you this. What the hell are we doing with Roman Reigns at the Rumble? It, 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 is he having a match? If there's no one there, do we even bother putting Roman into a match? If he's healthy enough to have a good match, let's go Randy. Let's have Randy try and run down the bloodline. And it ended with him trying to take the title off Roman at the Royal Rumble. Because that's a that's a main event anywhere in the world. Yeah, you've done it. That's that's what I want to see. If we got two but months... I wouldn't have it headline the show. The men's Rumble, I think, this year, with the way the stories are going, I think has to headline the show. Yeah, I'd completely agree. Well, look, we'll be talking all about this all the way through until WrestleMania and beyond, because WWE is just so exciting. Uh, we love you listening each and every week. Remember, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you are. Here's Charlie underscore Beckett on all the socials. I am Jack underscore Murley. We'll be back next week. Until then, enjoy your wrestling week. Thanks for listening to Earning the Push, and bye-bye. <laughs>